Hello and welcome to Journey Through the Decacast, a counter-writer retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. And I'm John Ward. Hi, John. You're you're our you're my extra hero this episode, because it's just us. Yay! Uh I'm how did we decide to spend <laughs> set to lose? Sil- silver silver one. Silver one. I'm silver one. Uh wait, does that mean I'm the fucking Green Ranger? Yes. Yes! <laughs> because, of course, I fucking love the Green Ranger. I was the of Green course. Ranger for Halloween as a kid. There's Same. an adorable photo of me. I I don't know if there's any photos of me as that, but I also did that. Oh, God. That was the best costume. My grandmother made it. It was... That's amazing. Uh, chef kiss. So <laughs> and so, this time, we, we watched Tokusatsu Gagaga Ga Ga, Episode 3. Yep. It's real good. I love this show so much. It's so good. Uh, it's unimaginably good. I can't believe how much I just like am absolutely charmed by every second of the show. <laughs> Pretty much exactly that. Yeah. Also, just how much it's like, I-, I know this in real life. I relate to this very hard. Yep. Yep. See, as like an oversharer, I-, I don't really have the secret uh, otaku problem i have more like the am i talking too much about everything sort of problem <laughs> so so it's more like people don't even know like i i openly talk about tokusatsu with people and but they just don't even care because like i've also talked about 12 other things with them at that you know mo- same moment in time basically <laughs> so so like it's almost like i'm like hiding it within the tr- the forest of like other random shit that i talk about that's a good strategy yeah, yeah, you just gotta overwhelm people and alienate them that way. <laughs> you just have to talk about so much that they don't catch on to the one thing. Exactly, exactly. It's like, wait, did he just talk about Power Rangers or something like that? <laughs> the fuck is Common Rider? The best? <laughs> it is. It's very good. You, you saw when I posted the April Fool's release where they found, like, DVD rips of uh, the American version of Ryuki. Oh my god, yeah, 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 yeah. And and they yeah, and I did not download them just because I have absolutely no interest in watching that. I had joked did. with uh with Evan and Chris that we just watched that instead of Ryuki for the podcast. Oh, oh, so for the for the deck so when he goes back, he goes to Ryuki, he goes to Dragon what is it called again? Dragon Knight. Dragon Knight. He goes to Dragon Knight instead of Ryuki? Yes. See, the thing is, is that Ryuki's the one with, like, the slots in the face that it looks like he's, like, a kendo mask, right? Yeah, Ry- Ryuki's also just, like, what Urobuchi copied when he made Madoka. Oh. So it's, like, fucked up. Yes. Okay, cool. And so that's what they adapted to the U.S. release? Then again, we also got Amazons, didn't we? So, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> Every so often, I just remember it's like, oh yeah, Amazon released Amazons for like realsies. Yep, yep. That and uh, wow, yeah. Amazon's is its own its own beast. Why can't we get Forza? Like, why can't that be like up in the Power Ranger hour or something like that? Because the world is too, the world is not pure enough for Forza. <laughs> not pure enough. There's not <laughs> enough friendship in this world. There's just not enough. Man. I mean, if Forza had like, uh, like uh, I don't know, like Fortnite uh, mode or something like that, I bet you we could get it. Then again, 
We didn't get uh, what's the other one? The the hospital video games one. <laughs> X Aid, which is also X-Aid. amazing. Yes. Well, I haven't seen X Aid. So. Oh, X Aid's so good. Yeah. I well, I just put it on the pile right after O's. <laughs> I'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> after the five hundredth episode of Common Rider, I have to watch. Man, I'm I'm like really waiting. I I know I'm cheating on uh, Zio, but I'm I can't wait for the last two episodes for Zio. Oh, are there only like two episodes left now? I'm pretty sure there's just two more for me. I think there's there there uh, the second to last one I think has been translated. The last one is the only one that has just aired. It just aired last week. Because okay, yeah, I don't I don't know if the if like the talks of it actually ending early are, are valid because it doesn't seem like it. But I haven't super looked into it. I I am not an authority on this in any way, so I have no idea. Uh, I just looked up the Wikipedia <laughs> and it just had two more episodes and I was like, yeah, oh yeah, it's fair. supposed to end early, right? Um, but yeah, maybe maybe it's just like ending early and then a holiday and then they'll announce the rest of the lineup or something. I don't know. Japanese TV is not American TV, so. That's true. There's still like, there's still new forms to reveal and stuff too. That's the thing is like, if there's only two episodes left for me, that means that basically they have to fit six watches into two episodes so yeah that's probably i don't think happen. i don't think that's gonna happen yeah but i'm really excited for the next two episodes regardless um yeah. I, yeah i'm excited to watch it more for the show i've still been good and haven't watched ahead yeah which is a blessing and a curse i really just want to blurt out all sorts of stuff about it but i should not because i'm a good human being that's fair. I mean, I've yeah, probably no. spoiled most of it myself from just like being on but, Twitter no. and Wiki. But there's, unless you're watching it in motion, some of the stuff that I want to spoil, you have no idea. Like, 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 literally, like, you have to see it in motion for it to actually have any sort of. Okay. Yeah, like if that makes any sense. Like, there's just some stuff that just you won't know until you see how they treat it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will take your word for uh, it. Like, like you can see as many like uh, you know leaks, like like uh, suit leaks and stuff like that as you want, but like, ugh, some of it's just really weird. <laughs> I, I bet. Yeah, some of the stuff I've I've seen leaks of, I'm just like, how does this work? Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, there's stuff that I'm still like that now, and I I've seen it like. <laughs> I mean, specifically, like, the the Gates Future Writer stuff, some of that stuff's really weird. Uh, quiz is weird. You haven't, you haven't seen Quiz yet. I, I haven't, but I know of things, and it sounds like my new favorite writer ever. Yeah, no, it's very cool, but at the same time, it also... Quiz might be the best writer and also the worst writer at the same time. That's like, entirely uh, fair. But, um... Did you know the random fact that Quiz is the only common writer to have a female voice for its tension belt device thing? Ooh. What's the story behind that? Sort of I want to see the fan fiction about the the interactions between Quiz and his belt. No, that's that's Drive that has the that has that kind of fan fiction. <laughs> no, I know, but I want both of them. <laughs> I why can't they both exist? All so, belts should be sentient. We've already had this argument, Garrett. So, so you, would you ship the quiz belt with Mister Belt from Drive? Oh, well, I kind of like that a lot, actually. 
I mean, we've got the time travel ability here, so it could go back. You know, Man. there was that weird time movie in in Surprise Drive. So, like, time shenanigans isn't even that crazy for Drive. I'm like halfway through Drive. Almost, I'm almost halfway through Drive, and I 100% see time shenanigans being part of that experience. Uh, considering there's so many flashbacks to like one moment in time, I can't imagine they don't have. And then they, they recently announced they're doing like a a new thing, uh, with, with brain brain. Yeah. Oh, oh, brain. Yeah. Really? Why? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Like new thing, like 2019 new thing. Yeah. Um, I think maybe even later, but they announced it recently. Yeah. Uh, Cause, cause brain just like took the show. By a store? Like, why? <laughs> why brain? I, I really don't know. Okay, well, cool. Why not? Brain's cool. So, Tokusatsu Kakaka. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, what, how does this How does this show even work? I listen to the show every week, and now I'm absolutely blanking um, on what the we, actual we format. We just talk about the show and, All and right, what happens so, and go through that. And then it ends, and then I edit it, and then I put it up, and I'm like, shit, we need to record again already. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. All right, so uh, it wakes up with an adorable... Well, it wakes up. It starts up with this adorable scene where uh, Nakamura, uh, our leading lady, is asleep in bed, and there's an alarm clock, and she wakes up in this sort of, like, Shishi Leo, like tiger and like lion karate pose yeah she's in like the shishi leo battle pose when she wakes up which is oh, adorable. so good yeah it makes me jealous like it made me embarrassed about how i wake up like i know that's a weird thing to say but like <laughs> i just sort of flop the covers over and then roll out of bed like there's nothing there's no dramatic you know element to it i mean really like if somebody saw me wake up i'd be embarrassed by how sort of like basic you know my routine is i mean mine's pretty much the same except i i usually yell at um okay device name here turn off alarm <laughs> and sometimes i have to repeat myself four or five times gotcha gotcha see I'm, I'm definitely the i have 20 alarms and they're on my phone i only use one of them and so the rest of the morning is just me turning off the other alarms <laughs> <laughs> just turning alarms off Yep, basically. I mean, it is a good way of staying awake after you wake up, basically. That's true. Yeah. So, like, even if I'm already preparing breakfast, uh, you know, just being reminded you're not sleeping right now is a good thing. Sol- um, solid choice. Yeah. So, on her way to work, when she gets to work, she sort of realizes uh, that the toy she dropped in the previous episode is now in her locker. Uh, and she sort of, like, uh, you know, Sherlock's that this means that somebody else knows that she's a tokusatsu geek because they picked up the toy from the center of the of the locker room and placed it back in her specific locker. Right. Yeah. And which so we, she is freaking out, which I would also be freaking out. <laughs> okay, so this this brings me to like a question I have, Garrett. Okay. Okay, so you have uh just won an eBay uh, auction on a belt that you have been saving for forever. You've wanted this thing. It's no longer continued. It's special edition. It's 100% amazing. It comes in a huge box. I can tell you exactly what this belt is. Okay. What is this belt? This is the like, er- this is like the original special edition Fize belt that comes in like the giant Star <laughs> Brain suitcase 
that's okay. like two grand on eBay. Okay. So you get that belt. It comes in a huge box. And the thing is, is that the only way to safely get this box to you is to send it to work instead of home. Okay. What do you do? Well, I mean, it's it's in a box, so I just send it to work and then just bring it home. Okay. So what happens when it starts doing the five sounds in the middle of the box? Boy, that <laughs> mm. How do you um, cover it? How do you cover this up? All right. I I know how I cover this up. Okay. Um assuming I cover it up and I'm and I'm just like I I bought this this collectible I wanted. Mm collectible that's a good strategy i see that's one of the things that gaga Ga does really well is the whole like i like hot guys strategy that she played last episode right <laughs> uh you know like she doesn't like tokusatsu she just likes hunky guys and their asses right right um i mean so, but like, it's also a collectible yeah oh no it is a collectible exactly so you can just say that the thing that you're valuing is its collectability rather than how much you uh fucking love eyes yes that's true Um, and want to sing along with the belt right right exactly um i mean or my my secondary like excuse if i needed an excuse too is i'd be like oh this is for convention x i'm helping a friend sell merchandise there and this is some of the merch we got for it so a professional, like like you're a professional geek. You're validating yes. it through through commercialism and capitalism. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, I I do both of these things. These are both things I've done. There you go. So you can you have you can reinforce this this sort of like uh, story that you weave around this uh, this situation. This is true. Right. Like I've I've actually had to explain that second one. Um, I helped a friend at a booth at at G Fest last year, and I'm helping them again this year. And one day I went down and we spent like the whole day tagging toys. Like we look up like what the value is and stuff. Uh huh. And then I took some of the boxes back with me and I was going to uh, visit my friend for bad movie night that we do once a month. And because it was so hot outside and we didn't want the plastic to like melt or anything, uh. I brought these giant boxes into the house with me and had to Oof. explain them. Oof. But they're merchandise. They're not, they're not toys. They're merchandise. Right. Exactly. But I still had to bring in these giant boxes. Yeah, that's true. All right. So, <laughs> uh, in the show, in the show, it was a good, it was good strategies, Garrett. You're a pro. Uh, <laughs> so, in the show, we move on to a train train cafe, uh, and uh, Nakamura is having uh, lunch with uh, Yoshida. Maybe, maybe an after afternoon snack or something. Yeah, maybe like a tea time thing. A tea time thing. And they are excited about the latest Jushuan episode. Yes. And uh, involves a slender tomboy type. Uh, I was about to say ranger, but that's not right. I guess Jushuan. Jushuan? Yeah. Uh, uh, ranger's probably fine. Ranger. Okay. So slender silver tomboy type uh, ranger uh, has has appeared in extra the extra hero. Yes. Yeah, uh, and uh, they're very excited. I love the sort of details that they give because girl characters always get used bows, but it's great to see a boy use one is like one of the things that they're excited about because they say tomboy, but they don't. I think it's just direct translation error or something like. Uh, do, do they mean like a, f- a fem- blah, 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 words? Like a, a feminine boy? Yeah, I think it's it's like a slender boy. It's like it's like he's not one of the brawler types like uh, the tiger and Shishilio are. 
Uh, he's he's like a thinner, daintier boy. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they are absolutely in love with him. They have like, you know, even he's like, you know, shot them in the heart with love arrows. Uh, it's called. Uh, uh, I have to sell it. Sell it all. Yeah. Sell old toll. Sell it all. Yeah. Sell it all would be is how it's written in the subtitle. Um, and he's silver and he's adorable. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm in love with this guy already. I want to see who the actor is. Uh, yeah. My, the, my favorite thing about one of my favorite things about the show is, um, they, they had to make all of this. Oh my God. It's so good. So like that alarm clock, she wakes up to someone made that and those yeah. figures and just yeah. all of that. And I want it all. It's weird because I think they, when I watch this and maybe, maybe power Rangers is shot differently than, uh, Kamen Rider. Cause I haven't seen, uh, Sentai or power Rangers in a very long time. But, uh, so like the, the costumes in Kamen Rider are usually shot pretty far away or so close that you're not about to see like any sort of details on it. Like almost like like you're supposed to be seeing over the shoulder of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's usually like like you see at least three quarters of the body or you see like its shoulder. Uh, whereas in this, you constantly get to see these characters in like normal sort of like actor poses and stuff like that. And, and you get to see these beautiful details on these suits because it's like in focus and all this sort of stuff. They're really well made. Like they, they're not as detailed as, uh, as like a common writer, like, a you know, the, another Zio, uh, suits and stuff like that. God, spoilers, suits. another Zio. Oh, well, I was literally just <laughs> trying to say another writer. I was not trying to say another Zio. Uh, but, uh, but not as detailed as the other writers, another writer's suits, but it's, they're still like classic and clean and really well designed. And I love it because it all comes from the manga. It's like, it's, they didn't even have to work for it. They just had all the original designs there. Yeah. That's, that's so good. I, the designs are so strong. I, it, it could just be its own show just straight up. It could be. I want it to be its own show. Spin off, please. Oh man, that'd be awesome. It would be awesome. Uh and so basically they they they're in love with uh Selitol, uh and uh <laughs> the waitress comes over and she's like full steam ahead and they're like <laughs> steam it's ahead. a train it's cafe. Like, yep, it's insufferable and adorable. Um they make plans uh to go see another hero show. Uh, Nakamura is scared of going to the show because she thinks that she's going to be exposed because she knows now that somebody knows about her tokusatsu uh, secret. Uh, and uh, was it the quote is, I think you're going to, yeah, I think you're trying to talk me into a hero show because you want to go. And of course, Yoshida's like, no, uh, what? No, <laughs> yeah, what? No. Um, and then she's Nak- like, okay, I'll go. And then she's like, yes. <laughs> Uh, but Nakamura sort of like daydreams about like she sort of like says like wonders like man it'd be great if I had somebody to talk to at work like I, I can talk to you to Yoshida and finally this this is an amazing quote Nakamura-san. so wait before that though they're talking about like they're trying to explain the the capsule thing and it talks about this time Nakamura left her wallet in the fridge and I, I forgot wanted, about that <laughs> I just right. want to bring up that this was a thing. Yeah, and she like sleepwalkingly walks to it and like holds it to her face, and it's just like cold. <laughs> yep, it's very cute and very funny. Uh, but then, yeah, so Yoshida says, "Nakamura-san, you're a hero too. 
what if we expanded our ranks? <laughs> and and it's at this moment that I realize that Yoshida is my forever uh, crush. She's amazing and perfect. So you basically. volunteer as tribute? Yes, I do volunteer for tribute uh, for Yoshida. She's everything that I want uh, from a fictional character. <laughs> so, so, so does that costume that happens later help as well? Yes, it does very much so. That's why it's the only part of this entire of all of our notes, Garrett, that are in bold. <laughs> That's true. It is the only part that is bolded. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, then, then, then uh, the scheme comes up. Um, uh, Yoshida has learned from Nakamura that Nakamura works with somebody named Yuki-chan, uh, who likes an actor. Uh, I didn't write the actor's name down. Tifu? Tifu. Yeah. Uh, or Taifu? So, so I've done this. Oh, really? Oh my not, god, Not Derek. like this exact way, but I, I've done this, <laughs> like, successfully. Has um, anybody asked you, do you always carry that with you? <laughs> no, because I, I didn't carry it with me, but um, I've legit used, um, M- again, Madoka, or no, we talked about that off mm-hmm. air. But, but for Madoka, since, uh, again, Urobuchi worked on Kamen Rider Gaim, I've done the, gotcha. oh, you like Madoka? Let me show you this. And then ah. I show them Kamen Rider Gaim. But see, I feel like that's more of a, it's more of like a parallel pass. You know, like anime and tokusatsu aren't that far apart. Like tokusatsu is like a little bit geekier simply because it, it's not like, because Power Rangers are for kids and it's the only thing that really comes over here to the States. Um, but the same time, I feel like going from like, oh, you like this hunky actor? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a box set of really like, wh- like what era? Like, is this supposed to, this is not supposed to be a new tokusatsu, right? Yeah, it like, looks this like is it's like, supposed to be like show era. Yeah. So this is a pretty old tokusatsu. Uh, Stranger Five. So, uh, so would this be like if someone was like, "I heard you like David Hasselhoff." Here's him <laughs> yeah. in this uh, Nick Fury movie. Yes, exactly. which is real, by the way. That that's a real movie that he's oh in. Oh My God, why? I just want uh, you to know. <laughs> thank you, Garrett. I feel informed. Uh, and uh, and basically, Yoshida comes up with a scheme to give Nakamura a box set of Stranger Five, the first box set of Stranger 5 to seduce her work friend Yuki into the world, into the dark world of Tokusatsu. Um, Nakamura does mention, uh, Yoshida, do you always carry that with you? Because they, they just met up for lunch. And for some reason she has an entire box set of Stranger 5 with her. Um, but yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Was Stranger 5, the Yoshida's favorite hero when they were talking about favorite heroes in the last episode? Mm, I don't remember. I should have looked that I up. I want to say yes. Yeah, because it was like Emmer Jason and Stranger. I want to say Stranger 5 was Yoshida, yeah. Yoshida. So that would explain why she just carries the entire box that, of that's like true. 10 DVDs, right? Uh, probably like closer to 12. 12 DVDs, good lord. Uh, so you're saying, based on that logic, I should just be wearing my Fies belt at all times? Yes, you should be. And with, with, uh, with like, a, a USB, like, uh, kit-bashed into the Fies phone, so that you can just plug it into a computer and start watching Fies at any moment in time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want to, like, ruin the Fies phone, though, because it's really nice. 
Well, that's why you'd buy several of them. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah. For daywear. Oh, shit. Is is the pre-order for the Delta belt up yet? <laughs> All right. So while Garrett goes and checks the Delta Sorry. Belt. It, it was on my mind because you brought up Fies and they're doing a CSM of the <laughs> Delta belt. I brought up Fies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you brought it up. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it, it doesn't look like it. it is. Okay. Um, not that I see. You can rest, um, rest, uh... Ooh, there's rest an Ultraman then. color timer set, though? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, there's already a figure arch for Kamen Rider Brain? Holy crap. Ooh. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm focused. I'm focused on... Oh, nope, there's the Delta Gear. <laughs> Alright, sorry. Alright. Focused. So, um, when, sh- when, uh, then it sort of, like, splits between the time that we're at the train cafe to, uh, Nakamura actually giving this to Yuki. Uh, and this is when Yuki looks at the DVDs and she says, man, appearing on a kid's show must be part of his dark history. Yeah. And, that <laughs> and just, it just murders her. Yeah. Nakamura like almost like falls out of her chair dead from like the idea that Tokusatsu would be his dark history. Um, then we get to my absolute favorite part of this episode and totally not a part that, you know, I have screen capped. Uh, Yoshida is wearing like this evil Catwoman costume. Uh, she's got cat ears. There's like constant cat sound effects everywhere. She's like absolute heel. Like uh, she's basically like, you know, the villain now scheming to corrupt Yuki-chan into Tokusatsu. She um, uh, she reminds me of the villain lady from... um. Aki the Ranger. Oh right, absolutely. She is. She's very much going for that. I, there's got to be like an originator character, right? Like my my go to is of course Rita Repulsa, but she's in no way like a Rita Repulsa character, right? Uh, I, I, but, I, there probably is, and I yeah, just, I, I happen to have the shame of not knowing what it is. Yeah, uh, but it's amazing and hot and very good. I agree uh, with all those things. Yeah, and. Uh, also, Yoshida is only a year older than me, so I'm absolutely... How old, like, is, first uh, off, how old is Yoshida again? Uh, well, not Yoshida. Yoshida, I believe, is supposed to be 34, but uh, the actress was born in 1987. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Also, 34, totally within my, my window as well. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so... Uh, anyway, she says uh, that my one of my favorite lines so far of this show, do you understand, Nakamura? Making friends is much like hunting. And so (laughs) she's like petting a wooden bear sculpture and the bear has like a salmon in its mouth. And this is the start of all the bear salmon, uh, you know, visual motif that goes throughout the episode. (sighs) This show's so good. It is. Uh, Now, now we get sort of like uh, Nakamura's, Buying cheap groceries, she accidentally runs into Damien, and she's walking with him to his cram school. Uh, and Damien compares to going to a work drinking party to having to go to cram school, which is very good. Um, I mean, kind of, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so, this is when I learned that Damien is basically, like, the poet of this show. And and I think that's true of the manga, too. From what I remember, the manga, he has some of the best lines. Um, so uh, Nakamura says, reality relentlessly keeps taking away us geeks' money and time. 
And uh, and then Damien <laughs> says, sometimes reality can just be like a monster. <laughs> I mean, I mean, big mood. Yeah, yeah. And they they like lay down on this like uh, sort of like playground equipment that looks like uh, a volcano. Or yeah, maybe- I don't understand this this playground equipment. It looks like a like a weird ramp for like BMX biking, but I'm not really sure. Maybe it's to have kids run up it. Maybe. I just feel like Japanese children might be just more fit. So like that would be something like like let's just put a hill for them to run up. Possibly. Maybe. Then again, Damien doesn't particularly look fit so much as just like adorable. Right. Um but yeah. And uh, and then she drops him off. She walks him over to like an underground tunnel that Damien goes down into. And she's confused because that's not his cram school. So we know right. Damien's up to something underground. Yeah, there's something going on. There's some secret stuff going on. Yeah. Cut to drinking party. Yeah, man. I, I understand this pain of being dragged to drinking parties. See, that's the thing, Garrett. I am the guy who drags people to drinking parties if possible. I mean, I, I guess that's fine. I mean, yeah. but if you no, invited no. me, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> well, that's because you'd be able to talk about Tokusatsu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, possibly. Yeah. Look, so I, I also, for the same friend that I worked at G-Fest with, I was at his wedding and I and I made sure in my groomsman speech to bring up that we met at a Godzilla convention. Nice. Very good. So now, thinking back, I've just outed myself to everybody that was at that wedding. <laughs> okay, here's my question, though, Garrett. Is Godzilla cool? Yes. Yes, exactly. Is Ultraman cool? Yes. In certain circles, I think. Wow. Wow. No, no, no. But what I mean is, like, general mainstream cool. All right, fine. I mean, I guess... Ultraman, All right. or Godzilla's Ultraman, so, like, like I would say, I would say Ultraman is the closest to the geek line you can get without going full blown. Like Ultraman, you can be like, oh yeah, no, my dad, my my uncle used to send me VHSs of Ultraman from Hawaii, or so you know what I mean, like like or like you know, I caught him on Saturday mornings, and I just like really like, and it's huge in Japan, and it's like you know, it's really schlocky cool, you know. Uh, but I think like when you start going into like contemporary common writer the mainstream appeal of it starts going away. Not because it's not amazing and awesome and cool, but I do feel like you chose really well in like your camouflage to mention Godzilla. You know I what mean, I mean? It's also a true story. Oh, that, that's true. I mean, it, it, it helps that it's also a true story. <laughs> <laughs> the camouflage, you know, lies only work the best when they are told with a grain of truth. Gary. <laughs> The, the whole part was true. There was no, there was no <laughs> lie in it. The lie is that uh, you wanted to talk more about other stuff as well. I, I mean, probably, but okay, it's not the time when you're giving a speech. <laughs> oh no, the speech! You definitely just start listing all of the geeky shit you watch on TV, <laughs> and then I end it with plugging my podcasts. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. And by the way, if you like my voice, you can check me out on on YouTube and on uh, you know anywhere iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts are found. Uh, yeah. Uh, so drinking so, party. Drinking party. Uh, so it sort of starts off with uh, 
you know, she goes up, she sees everybody. She's introduced by like the super friendly guy. I forgot to write his name down. Oh, um, yeah. He, he's basically the, he's almost like the metaphor for no, all normal human beings. <laughs> I don't think he's a metaphor uh, for all normal human beings. I, he seems like, but he pops up in so many different places. Okay. I like theorizing about stuff. Now, we already know that this guy is everywhere and he's super into talking to uh, Nakamura, right? I think there's only one of them. Yes, there is only one of them. Okay. Probably. But he's super into talking to Nakamura. Any chance he gets, he talks to other people about Nakamura. He's like later on, he's the one who sort of like exposes her for having uh, done the Emmer Jason uh, song at karaoke and stuff like that to, you know. Does he have a secret crush on her too? Does he have a secret crush on her? Because we already know like Onada obviously has a secret crush on her. He's the the nerdy. Is he good looking? He's the nerdy, good looking guy with the bad haircut. Uh, Sure. Well, I think it's it's not that he has a bad haircut. I just don't think it's like styled in any way. Like it's like very much like I think he's going to turn out to be an otaku because there's no there's no straight anime otaku in this yet. So That's I think true. he's I think he's going to be a straight anime otaku or a game otaku. Okay. And so that's Anada, but then the friendly guy. I wonder if the friendly guy has a crush on her. That's a good question. Like, could this be like the normie, the otaku, like like the uh, the normie oh and the uber God, otaku like love bad, triangle? Is he just bad at flirting? Oh, that I mean, he's also he's bad at everything. Like the the friendly guy is bad at like everything, uh, other than being friendly. He's very friendly and well meaning. I think. Right. All right. All right. So past past theorizing. Uh, this is where we see. Uh, Kits- uh, Kitashiro again. Uh, she's the frowny, uptight, like very buttoned up lady that uh, we saw hints of from last episode, like just sort of like glaring at and yelling at uh, Nakamura, right? Right. How would you describe her? Just like buttoned up, uptight, angry? Yeah. Stuck up. Stuck up. Stuck up would definitely be part of it. Um, she doesn't seem mean. She seems judgmental. Yes. Like, she doesn't go out of her way to piss people off. But when she does interact with people... Yes, once you start interacting, then... Yeah. Uh, so she's here drinking... She orders oolong at the drinking party, so... Look, fucking, fucking respect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Don't, don't be peer pressured into, into getting drinks. Absolutely, absolutely. However, it does it does set the character's mood of being like, no, I'm here for a single oolong and then I'm leaving. <laughs> because like it's said earlier on that, you know, you have to go to these things if you're invited. Uh, so it's sort of like, I don't know. It, it, it almost feels like in a U.S. party, ordering like a Sprite or something would be the appropriate thing to do there. Whereas ordering like coffee would be like the equivalent of ordering oolong, right? Would you think that would be the same? Um uh I I feel like the equivalent of ordering oolong is just like getting a water. Oh, a water, right, because it basically costs nothing, right? So like you're not even like participating in like the group binging of any variety. Yeah. That's how I would peg it. That makes sense. 
But again, you want to go to a drinking party and not drink, 100% fine. I'm not about to not right. about to shame anybody for that. Uh, so Yuki-chan is here and she has all the Stranger 5 DVDs, yeah. uh, which is amazing. Uh, Garrett, uh, you have been giving a friend at work uh, some sort of like, uh, you know, otaku-esque stuff to, okay. to binge at home. They are not very aware of how secretive it's supposed to be. How do you how do you how do you get them to sort of be more subdued about it? Um, I know what I don't do. Okay, what don't you do? I don't spill a drink. <laughs> yeah, you don't spill a drink and then gnash a guy in the nards uh, with a bear <laughs> statue. Um, yes. Um, uh, yeah, and instantly call all everyone in the entire room's attention to you. Right. Um. Shoot. How, how do I get out of that situation? <laughs> um. Huh. I I don't know if I have an answer. So, if your work has a IM system or like a Slack system or something like that, we do have one of those. Yes. Then I might start saying like bringing up it in the Slack rather than in person. Right. And then that way they don't necessarily talk to you about it in person. Or if you can go out during lunch, take them someplace by themselves at lunch right. to quarantine them. The the party is is not the place to follow up. No. Nor is no, going outside isn't. the party to call your other nerdy friend to talk about how your plan is failing. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's good too. Uh so yeah, so Yuki is not into these DVDs. Well, uh, there's a lot of weird robots and transformation scenes. <laughs> she skipped over them. Uh, and it absolutely destroyed Nakamura again. It's so good. Um, so we cut back and forth. So when she fi- when Nakamura finds out that Yuki is not about to take the bait, uh, she calls Yoshida in the middle of this party. Uh, and Yoshida, we see, is eating uh, salmon sushi at a um, sushi go round place, right. uh, and it's very good because it's like basically like she is the bear catching s- salmon in the stream. See, I I understand the bear metaphor, but I'm like this also works with the cat metaphor. It does work for the cat metaphor too. That's perfect. Uh, there's a lot of growling sound effects with her, which you know only makes it better and turns me on more. Um, <laughs> but uh, and so. She's she was basically telling her to retreat for now, which I spelled retreat wrong. Uh, and uh, and that there's, you know, this sort of like you got to have more handsome guys to sort of like, you know, bait her closer to the bear to be caught. Which like um, isn't hard in Toku land. No, 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 no. I mean, like <laughs> every common writer is basically a male model. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, I mean, one okay, of them so- like literally is Japan's sweetheart now being common rider drive there you go i mean he he is as far as i'm concerned he's the hottest common rider i think right um, hmm I, I don't know this is a very serious question yeah i think he is i don't and have time to think about it i'm inclined to agree yeah, I think I think he is the hottest. Like, he's not necessarily smoldering. Like, there's definitely some older writers that are definitely like smoldering, but he's he's sort of like charming, 
and boyish, but also still very like manly. I don't know. I, yeah, I think he's the hottest one. I think it, I think I'm strong in drive as being the hottest common writer. Um, you know, yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Yeah. And Japan seems to agree too. So, <laughs> uh, so I have a question for you, Garrett. Yes. What's with this hot guy? And I'm not just jealous. Okay. But what's with this hot guy at Yoshida's, uh, sushi garab thing? Like, is that supposed to be a reference to something that I don't get? Or is that maybe like just a seed for a future plot line or something? Um, I don't know. If I were to have to guess, I would have I would have maybe pinned it as they got an actor of maybe a Toku show in the past to put it in yeah. there. Yeah. He kinda looks like an older Toku actor that just like thumbs up. He right. gives her a thumbs up when she talks about handsome guys. Right. Um And you're also yeah. jealous, I get it. Yes, and also I'm jealous. Uh, so, to yeah, so in order to avoid uh, you know people finding out about her Toku DVDs because uh, everybody's like crowding around her, being like, "Hey, what what DVDs do you have there? Are you guys talking about DVDs over here?" Like, they're just being friendly, and they want. Yeah. To talk also, about- a thing you don't do is, is like seclude yourself to another person at the party to talk about something. Yeah, in like the middle that. of a party. Yeah, yeah. Chump move, man. Uh, anyway, so when she does this, she knocks over a glass of water and also. Uh, knocks the nards of the chipper guy. Yeah, poor uh, chipper guy. W- yeah, with the bear statue. He then has to excuse himself to the bathroom, which I only assume is to, like, I don't know, stop some bleeding or something. I'm not really <laughs> sure. Um, but she is so freaked out by all the attention everybody's giving her, she instantly sort of gloms on to the first person that she sees. It's sort of like, uh, you know, it's it's almost like running to the eye of the storm, uh, in the, you know, right. Well, uh, the iron she, storm is supposed to be calm, right? That's how that works. Yeah, but then you're surrounded by another fifty percent of storm is basically the problem. That's true. Uh, and so she she starts asking Kitashiro out of nowhere what sort of movies or hobbies she has, and Kitashiro absolutely rips into her about not having any hobbies or uh movie like movie interests or anything like that. But then she knows she like starts vaguely talking about what she knows about everybody and that every that they're like there's 50 people who play games uh in the company uh you know on their way to work and all this other sort of statistics about people having like princess rooms and then at the very end she's like and some people have rooms cluttered with toys strange toys yeah she usually says like unorganized toys too yeah which like Uh, and and uh, Nakamura basically just like instantly like bug eyed, like shuts down. She apologizes for even talking to her, basically. Yep. Yep. And uh, this is sort of when she gets a major hint that uh, Kitashiro knows that Nakamura is a, a Tokyo otaku. Right. And then we get to see best character in this show. I, yes. I don't know, I, everybody's really the best character, but I really love Yakuza guy. Yeah, Mr. Yakuza. Uh, He's uh, being adorable. He's like shuffling. He's like shuffling around, and then also like knocks over like some merchandise on and over the. Register, I, I think it's so. like specifically some card sleeves because I think I own some of that. Uh, <laughs> some of that brand actually because they fit really well. Yeah, and basically he's sort of like just picking up Nakamura. I'm assuming that the Yakuza shop is near wherever. Like it's on the way home, obviously. Right. Well, I assume like if they went from work to drinking, it would be in vicinity to work, and Yakuza shop is in vicinity to work because yeah. she went on her lunch break. Yeah, and so she went to the Yakuza shop and is just sort of like venting to Mister Yakuza, and he's being supportive. 
then they leave the shop. It's a very short scene when she's in there. She, they leave the shop and he's secretly sort of like almost as though it's like drugs. Yes. Uh, he passes her a blind box like Taiga figurine. So I, d- I don't think it's a blind box because I think they know it's. Oh, they know it's Taiga. And it, and it had him on the cover. Yeah. And so so he just passes her this. Maybe it's just hard to find or something. Passes her this. And then a police officer sees. And she's got free. She gets uh, She's away before right. the police officer is able to stop her. But she, he starts harassing Mr. Yakuza. And then what happens? <laughs> uh, boy. Um, so Emmer Jason then shows up. Yeah. And. And then the police officer interacts with Emmer Jason. Yes. So there's a lot of fourth wall breaking. And <laughs> I don't even know if this is fourth wall breaking. Like this is like because Emmer Jason talks to the audience. He says, if you give someone goods in the middle of the night, beware of needless misunderstandings, <laughs> which is my favorite moral of, you know, that classic story, that classic Japanese folktale. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, is it just the one from the live show? Do you like do you like steal the suit? Yeah, that's the thing is it does feel like like somebody stole the live show suit and is just walking around wherever she works near the Yakuza shop as Emmer Jason. Which, you know, frankly, if that person exists, that person would be the love interest for <laughs> for Nakamura. Yes, uh, 100%. She'd just be like, no, don't don't take off the suit. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, so Emma Jason appears and is poli- chased off by the police officer. It's it's like a weird little like Japanese, like uh like slapstick comedy routine. In and a like weird he way. hits him with the baton and like his like his headlights flat go out and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like uh, it's almost like they they just needed another excuse to put Emma Jason in this. It's an awesome suit. It's a really good suit. It is. I, I love that suit. Is Emma Jason supposed to be? Like a metal hero? Yes. I, okay. I think so. I think he's... Um, That's a like, design riff I get from it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to a live show, and this is with uh, Yoshida and Nakamura. And uh, every, like, five seconds... So throughout their conversation, they just... The entire... The announce... Like, the... What would that be? The MC... Yeah, I would, I would say MC. The MC sort of, like, asks everybody to call... Uh, Seloto. <laughs> it's pretty uh, it's, cute. Yeah, so like every five seconds, they just stop their conversation and just say Seloto over and over again. Uh, and so the live show show starts with Mooks attacking Seloto. Comes from the stage stage right and starts beating them with punching punches and kicks. Uh, but that's not how he's supposed to do it. No, exactly. Uh, the idea is like. They created the live show probably before the TV show even know knew what he was doing, right? And so uh, Nakamura is sort of like, was it uh, upset that the the Solito that she sees at the live show is not the Solito from the TV show, right? And then the next part just breaks my heart. Oh yeah. <laughs> so after the show, uh, nobody wants to shake Solito's hand. And uh, and basically, he's just standing up there, like try, like trying to shake the hand of a kid. And then his dad brings the kid's hand up to him, and then the kid's hand just flops out. Like <laughs> nobody, 
Nobody wants to shake his hand. I would I would want to shake his hand. I would do. It's a cool suit, people. That's a reason <laughs> enough to touch it, okay? Just get up there and be like, oh, so where's the hinge there? Um, <laughs> and uh, see, that would probably be the reason I get kicked out of a live show. <laughs> it's like, how does this work? Let me see your boots real quick. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Oh, man. it's He seems so bummed. Like, you get this sort of like this like mini story that like basically this actor might be super into being able to be this hero. And then like nobody gives a shit about it. I picture it's like it's like his first day on the job. Yes. He was given the new hero. Yes. He's and so he was pumped. super pumped. And nothing's going his way at all. I want to. I want a manga about this guy's life, like I, a suit actor, a suit actor's life. Man, that'd be so cool. Oh there's man, gotta be, I, there's got to be. There's got to be a manga about that. I mean, there's a manga for everything. That's true. If not, I, I will add it to the to the manga that I need to write. Yeah, it'd be absolutely. number two. <laughs> it'd be number two. What's number one? Oh, number one is is um my sports manga where the sports is Dota, or oh. or a Dota or a Dota like. Yeah. There is a Fortnite manga, but I don't know what it's about and if it's about actually people I remember playing about Fortnite. That. Is it about them playing Fortnite? I don't think so. I, it, it it's about weird. like Fortnite, right? <laughs> right. And I don't know. I don't think I don't think we're going to tangent on this, I guess. I don't <laughs> think Fortnite really really works as um as an esport, as as good as a, as an esport dynamic, no. Because no. the thing with like a Dota or a League of Legends or something is, is you like really, that you get the team. Yes, yeah, so you get the team cohesion and stuff, and yeah, and there's actual uh, strategies and and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, um, and you know how every sports uh, manga, the protagonist needs to have like some weird skill that strangely uh, incorporates into the sport. Absolutely. So I've headcanoned. Well, it's I don't know if it's headcanning if it's my creation. It's just I canon. It's true. It's just canon. It's canon <laughs> that the the main character is um plays a lot of clicker games and uh, has just gotten super bored with it. They've they've gained really good mouse control and precision by I just see. clicking like the falling objects in the background to keep themselves entertained. So it's like that baseball movie, that kid baseball movie where the kid breaks his arm and he ends up getting like his like uh, <laughs> tendon in his arm becomes so strong that he's able to throw the ball real hard. Maybe yes. this kid like got in so, like his computer exploded while playing a clicker game. <laughs> and so his hand is like all m- mashed up. But then the doctors reconstruct it using like his leg <laughs> tendon or something. I mean, not, not so- quite that. It's just like I was thinking like cookie clicker where just like the cookies are falling in the background. <laughs> and, and they just go around and just move the mouse and click those as they fall because they're bored. Ah, I see. So he's like accurate and fast with the yes. clicking. Gotcha. And then, Perfect. and then, like the first game that they play is against like the top ranked team. And um, before ah. the match can finish, the power goes out. Gotcha. So, so, it's, so they have so it doesn't to go- finish. Yes. So that pushes them through the tournament arc to get to the finals to have yeah, the match but, like, for real. A, a drunken burnout coach sees what he. <laughs> sees sees the match and he's like no i think that kid could have won and then like yeah and then yeah, it's like i the, like read and, the shit out of this yeah and then it's like a seven samurai sort of search for each of the team members <laughs> oh my god <sighs> yep yeah that so sounds I, good so that's number one number two is suit actor 
Okay, fantastic. Suit actor manga would be very good uh, because then you get you get a full cast. You get like you get the suit actor, you get a choreographer, like like the like director or whatever. You get uh you know the characters in the background, like the the actual like suit artists and background artists and the special effects people and uh you know man, it'd be a good good like ensemble cat like work cast. I think that'd be oh, fun. Man, you have like the MC in there. Yep, absolutely, and like uh. And there's a lot of good humor you can have with the MC because like the, the MC is basically just saying what's happening. Uh, even if stuff like goes wrong or something, they can just start like riffing on it. Oh man. Yeah. They, they could be like one of the times where just something goes horrendously wrong and, and they have yeah. to save it. Yeah. Or the MC is pissed at everybody. So then they just start saying ridiculous shit that they have to do. <laughs> like, and then he did six backflips. <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much. Yeah, it'd be good. All right. So, so Nakamura goes up and he's guilted. No, no, no. There's a really good line. Uh, basically, uh, Yoshida says, you can only meet the current heroes now. You'd think that being able to meet our heroes anytime was just a dream. <laughs> okay. So, um, actually, I'm going to, um, actually Yoshida here because, um, Okay. Guess guess who just met Emmer Jason last episode, huh? <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> How quickly you forget, Yoshida. Uh, I just saw my childhood hero last episode. <laughs> um, but I think the idea is that basically, like, you can never be as lucky as, like, that. Like, that was, like, a once-in-a-lifetime right. uh, luck out, basically. Right. You, you uh, should do the thing. Yeah. Uh, and so... Uh, Nakamura goes up and she goes up to shake uh, Selito's hand. And uh, then at that exact moment, she sees Kitashiro watching her from far away. And she's and she like, you know, shakes her head and then just starts moving on quickly. And uh, Nakamura crushes Selito's hand in surprise. And you see the suit actor freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the MC's like, uh, please move on. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, let, let someone else. Um, yeah, take, despite the fact that time. nobody fucking wants to shake this loser's hand. So, but, uh, but yeah, and so uh, Nakamura freaks out, runs after Kiyoshiro. We get a, sort of like a location swap. They're now sitting at an outdoor cafe area. Right. So that's the, thing no- you, that's the thing you don't do if, if that situation <laughs> happens. Yeah. Chase somebody down to then confront them about the situation. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, like like somebody just saw Garrett uh, as he like peeked inside of a box with his Fies watch inside of it, and they see the toy watch. You don't then go, no, wait, it's not what you think. <laughs> Instead, you just go, huh, hi. Yeah. And then like, just shrug it off. Like, yeah, no, of course. I just, you know. I, you know, I know the guy in the suit. He's a buddy of mine. He, you know, I felt bad that, you know, nobody's shaking his hand. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, you just come up with your bullshit. You, you shrug it off. Yeah, it's not hard. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I do like that uh, Kirajiro does sort of like slowly draw out the daggers through this conversation. That's true. Uh, yeah, she starts off with just sort of like almost innocently asking like, that was a show kids uh, for kids to watch, right? Uh, you have strange toys at work too. She's like, like, imagining to connect the dots even though we bo- we already know Kishiro fucking like knows about this right shit. uh and uh 
And yeah, basically she starts attacking Nakamura for being an adult woman, 24 years old, uh, and unable to like let go of her childhood ways. Uh, what is Look, it? I'll hold on my childhood ways if I want to. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, no matter the age or gender, right, Garrett? Yeah. Yeah, whatever you like is what you like. Like, why, why do you got to be a bastard about this? Uh, and uh, yeah, so she tries to use the no matter age or gender thing that Yoshida used on Mr. Yakuza last episode, uh, which turned him from like sort of like, you know, hitting his head, you know, saying he was disgusting to like being like the BFS now. Um, but uh, yeah, and so she is devastated by Kitashiro when she says, uh, Kitashiro says, um, you're the only one that thinks like that. Yeah, that's right. Every everybody else thinks that you're weird for not for liking Tokusatsu. So there's no way. Basically, closing off any sort of like mainstream acceptance of her hobby that she loves. Uh, yeah. At least, at least the appearance of like I I have no idea where this show goes. Like I've read the manga, but only what's translated. So like, and the show's already blown past that. So. Right, uh, because yeah, before the show we learned um there's like fifth there's fifteen volumes of this manga and we have like seventeen chapters translated. Somebody translate this. Somebody somebody with the ability to translate this, please. It's so good. I will I will Patreon you. <laughs> I will also Patreon you. That's two Patreons right there. That's two Patreon. I'm sure we can at least like bully two other people into it. <laughs> yeah, we could probably get a couple more. Yeah. At least. Some Twitter people, I'm sure. Um so yeah, so uh, Nakamura Sura goes into like a <laughs> freaky like like hole in her brain. <laughs> it's really she, good her, though. Yeah, it is really good. Her mom is like brushing her hair and then like putting her hair into like pigtails, and then her mom turns into the bad guy from the to- uh, from from uh, uh, Jusawan. Yes, uh, I love it. Gen- it's such a General good Genka. scene. It is so freaky. It is it is literally a scene from a tokusatsu, right? Like like there's absolutely a scene where you find out that like somebody is actually the enemy, like somebody close to you is actually the enemy or the enemy is like, you know, close to a vulnerable character or something like that and then yeah. you see that person transform in the mirror into the bad guy, right? I could I could totally see just like a child being taken care of by their parent and then like from the mirror it's actually you know, the evil guy from the show. Exactly. Oh man, it's so good. And and not only that, but it's also shot in like a very nostalgic, like sort of like, you know, Vaseline over the lens. So it feels like an older tokusatsu. I don't know. It's really cool. Uh, But then basically her logic is like, my mom hates it because she, that's not what she wants from me. She has different expectations for me. Like, why do you hate this about me? And, uh, the the thing that she says is uh, because you can act so uh, to me so close uh, is unsightly and a nuisance. Basically, the idea that she uh, that basically Kitashiro runs away uh, and then General Genka appears and says, "I cannot forgive your very existence," and then he disappears. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's it's rough. Fucking brutal. Uh, basically, the fact that she exists and likes tokusatsu at all and can talk to her is like what is disgusting <laughs> Ugh. Yep. or nakamura Indeed. and then yoshida's here and everything's better <laughs> yes 
Mine is um, mine is not. Uh, what's her name? Bringing up the age maturity and growing up. Yes, which shoot into the back of uh, Yoshida, uh, an era that says age maturity and growing up. Uh, Yoshida shrugs them off, except she does get upset about the age one. <laughs> Although she's only like thirty four in this, so like. I mean, Come but on. like, they, you're expected of so much of 34. I guess. Well, you know, I've got, I guess, four years before I'm over the hill then. I mean, uh, same. <laughs> uh, so Yoshida finds uh, Kitashiro's uh, travel case, uh, which I assume is like Maybe an it was ID. Maybe a pass holder? Uh, pass holder. Gotcha. Uh, then she asks Nakamura if she's hungry, and I think they go to a Thai restaurant? Maybe? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's got like flavorful music. I didn't, like I didn't think it was time. Like it feel it felt sort of campy, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and uh, basically, Yoshida starts connecting uh, Kitashiro to B boys because the pass holder has like this logo on it that's connected to this idol boy uh, idol group. Yes. So Kitashiro must be an idol fanboy, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's so good. And so basically the idea is that Nakamura is now realizing that uh, Kitashiro doesn't hate her. Well, she thinks Kitashiro does, doesn't hate her because she's uh, a geek. It's because she thinks that she's a careless open geek as opposed to a closeted geek like, uh, you know, like Kitashiro must be with right. her idol fanboy. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And so... I don't know if this is when she realizes that uh, Kitashiro might be thinking that she's trying to expose her as a geek. Uh, I think well, it's, it's more, more like Yoshida kind of uh, proposes the question and then she kind of flashbacks to like all the parts. Yeah. 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 She flashbacks to every interaction and sees it in a new light. The idea being like uh, her carelessness is going to expose her, her idol fanboy ishness. Right. Um, then we get, uh, a scene with Damien again. Uh, and they talk about cutting cram school, but he's not really cutting cram school. Uh, he is instead imagining that the subway or tunnel that he can take to cram school, it's like one of the ways he can go to cram school. Uh, he's imagining that the underground area is the Jushuan secret base. And Damien's fucking deep. All right. He, yeah. He's sweet as hell. Yeah, he's amazing. And so, like, uh, basically he closes his eyes and then Nakamura closes her eyes, too. Like, they're just standing in this underground place and they hear, like, emergency, emergency, Jushuan, assemble or something like that over the loudspeaker. And uh, and then they're sort of sucked into Damien's imagination with Tarager, Chelda, and Sushi Leo. Shishi Leo <laughs> appear in the metro and Damien's wearing, like, this amazing like engineering like it, officer I, gear i'm convinced it's 100 like an ultraman reference because it looks just like an ultraman outfit it's gotta be it's it's 100 is, is it like a science team reference or something a science team maybe the guts team from uh tiga gotcha i i did look at it and see and think like man this looks really familiar like yeah. there's there's like i'm not even that I'm not knowledgeable of Tokusatsu nearly as much as you are. And, and to me, it was triggering, like, this is a reference to something. Right. Um, and basically the idea is that he imagines running to cram school through this tunnel as though he's like deploying with the Jushuan. Which uh, is pretty sweet. 
it is. It's adorable. And like, you know, Nakamura does say like, you know, wow, even you like to play like a kid sometimes. And he's like, well, I am a kid. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so like at the end, she sort of leaves him by saying, uh, by yelling as he like runs off with Jushuan, uh, you're a cool officer, Damien. Uh, and Damien turns around and gives her a big thumbs up. It's a real good moment. It is it's real very, good. It's very toku. Um, but yeah. So Nakamura. Yes. Nakamura. Confronts, part two. Electric yeah, Boogaloo. <laughs> Nakamura confronts Kitashiro. Uh, basically she finds her in sort of like the break area. Yeah. I think like there's the like a vending, vending machine, machine in the background. Area. Yeah. I see it all the time in manga. I have no idea what to call this. <laughs> um, but anyway, so in the break area, she confronts her and she shows her the pass and Kitashiro at first, like a hundred percent thinks that she's not outed. Uh, but then Nakamura sort of stumbles through what she's trying to say uh and is failing at it and is just continuously freaking out Kitashiro. She she mentions the boy idol group um and Kitashiro starts freaking out a little bit. And then we get to see cut to a Jushuan scene from presumably the last episode. Um where Shishi Leo is confronting uh Silo uh Silo Silver Guy. Uh, Silver Guy. That's what I call uh, him. Silver Guy. Silver Guy. And he says you sensed our animal auras, <laughs> which I love. Uh, and basically, uh, Silver Guy turns around and uh, and then uh, Nakamura says, uh, no, I'm your comrade. And so this is happening simultaneously. Kitoshiro swipes her pass back and, uh, and says, you, my comrade, just leave me alone. And this is the same time that Silver Guy shoots Shishi Leo in the chest with his bow. Yeah. And it's a real good, real good parallel. It is real good. Oh, so so good. she's totally going to be the extra hero. Confirmed. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we get a preview of the next too. episode uh, and the words combo, uh, combo robot come up. So yes. absolutely into that. All right. So, so I have a question for you. Yes. So, so we've seen that each that each um ranger in the show has has their own unique weapon. Yes. What what is your unique weapon, John? Huh. My unique weapon. Uh, it would probably be the bow, actually, or a gun. Uh, it's the only <laughs> like the only thing I have ever been good at is shooting. So, uh, in terms of like sporty weapon ishness, like I'm pretty okay. pretty bad at combat <laughs> of any variety Sorry. uh so it'd probably be a gun okay yeah i used to shoot when i was a kid Fair. so that'd probably be it how about you garrett what's your um so i i really like weird weird weapon things ah. um so i it would probably be a shield just like straight up nice um, if I Would could it have go, like a secondary. So, yeah. So, um, have you ever played Ragnar? Yes. Um, so I'm into I'm, it now. Gary. That's awesome. I'm picturing just like straight up disc armor, which is basically nice. just a, a shield, but like on the edges, it's just bladed and then it's yeah. on a chain. Yeah. It's like a yo-yo shield. Yes. Blade. Yeah. Yes. And I'm just yeah. like that. That's awesome. I'm into it. 
And not only that, but I can absolutely see them making like, you know, the blades super big and ornate and like uh that'd be a great toy, especially if it can like the blades come out of the side. Ooh. Like like, you know, spring loaded. And then you can throw it and then like the chain can retract. Yeah, it'd be like uh yeah, they get whatever the Beyblade bay mechanism is. Oh, we're going to talk about Beyblade now, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> Good Lord. Time travel back five minutes. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> it would actually be more like a Bay Wheel, technically, but... Uh... Um, well, that doesn't technically count. It was only aired in Canada, even though it was Japanese <laughs> produced. Did they have toys in America with Bay Wheel? I don't know. <laughs> Did they have toys for Bay Wheel at all? Was it just a failed property? property they they probably definitely had toys for Bay Wheels. Gotcha. Oh, man. Bay Wheels. Remember when they had that April Fool's joke about, like, that guy doing a fidget spinner manga? And, like, yes. I just would have believed it. That there, I, I said it earlier in the show. There's a manga for everything. That's true. There absolutely is. There's a manga for everything. There's there's a romance novel for everything. So, so John, so we know we know your weapon. What what is what is your color? Oh, my color would pro. So I want to be uh, I want to be a yellow ranger. Like, why okay. can't I be a yellow ranger? You can be a yellow ranger. I want to be a yellow ranger. Yellow is my favorite color. I want to be a yellow ranger. Okay. They always make they always make the girls a yellow ranger, which I think is both demeaning to the girl because yellow is like a demure color. But also, guys want to be a Yellow Ranger, too. So, you know, in the original Power Rangers, the the Zoo Ranger, the Yellow Ranger, was originally a guy. Well, there you go. See? I guess. I don't know what I mean by yeah, that. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, really, it's America just doing that. Yeah. America sucks, man. I mean, yeah. That'd be awesome. Like, female, female or male pink would be cool. Female red would be Male pink would be, cool. be awesome. Except they'd probably call it salmon, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> salmon ranger which i actually think so- that actually sounds like a job like somebody would be like i'm the i'm the park i'm the sand park salmon ranger that, that's true um i i would opt for purple purple oh very regal i just also really like purple purple's red too purple is very good also complimentary to yellow we could be we could be uh enemy slash uh future friends Ooh, so we could be yeah. like rivals Exactly. Rival colors. And then we'd have like some weird combo attack where like the bullet be- merges with the, the, the shield and does something. Exactly. Exactly. Or I like uh, you, you use the shield to ricochet my bullet around the corner or something. <laughs> oh, that would be a sweet combo attack. You fire you, one bullet, it goes through them, and then it hits the shield, which goes back through them, and the shield just moves around. Ooh, and- good. That's good. And then, and then once it goes through them a second time, you just throw the shield at them again. So there you go. Perfect. That's real good. Combo move. It'd have to have some sweet name, though. Well, okay. So what would be your first upgrade form for the weapon? Ooh. That's a good question. Yeah. So if you've already got a spinning shield thing, would you add lasers to it? Ooh. Would it just be bigger? Well, or or maybe like... Maybe like the original one, it doesn't have the chain on it, and the upgrade is the chain. Ah, I see. That that's actually way cooler. The upgrade being the chain. So like, I forget the name. Was it uh, Ryu 
from Forza, the uh, the spinning top upgrade form. Oh, Meteor Guy? Meteor Guy, there we go. Meteor um, Guy. God, I can't remember the name of the form. And I hate Meteor that Meteor Storm, so I think. Much. Meteor Storm, yeah. It was so bad. What are you talking about? He, he got a Beyblade. I think it's my least favorite. I think it's my least favorite weapon I've ever seen <laughs> in anything ever. I think so. I think you could have done it well, but like, I just don't think Forza's production was. I just don't think that they. I don't think that the Mooks sold it very well. Okay. Because I don't think they could, because it was basically just a CGI Beyblade going everywhere. Like, there was no, like. It just didn't feel like they thought a lot about, like, the how it would move in the actual real life shot. And then they CGI people just put in a top and had it move around ridiculously. Okay. That's fair. Also like the meteor galaxy was kind of a way cooler weapon. Yeah. Way cooler. And, uh, although I did like the clear suit details, but I feel like I'm done with clear suit details now. Okay. I think that's I think that's what happened. Like that's I like that because then I didn't like Greece that much. Which one? Greece. Um, oh, no, not Greece. Uh, oh, build. are you thinking about um robot cross... guy from Build? Robot guy from Build. Yeah, well, yeah, that's Greece. Clear... Yeah, yeah, that's Greece. Okay, cool. But um, those parts became solid. I thought you were talking about um. Oh, right, the cross right, right, right. Form. Yeah, no, that's not my favorite either. The crossy and the splash driver. Yeah, I think I think I think I just don't like the clear clear elements. Unless there's like a robot brain or something like that underneath. Okay. I don't know. It just feels very toyetic in like ways that I don't like as much. That's fair. I don't know. Maybe it's just because when I was a kid, clear plastic was like the cheapest plastic possible. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. But yeah. All right. Look at that, Garrett. We talked about this very good TV show. We did. I love this show so much. It's amazing. You sensed our animal auras. <laughs> yes. Oh, what would your animal be? Oh, ooh. Ooh, let uh, me go first so you can't steal it. Go for it. Mine is the capybara. Capybara? Okay. I was not gonna steal I was not gonna say capybara, so we're good. Uh capybara is a good one though. Uh so my knee-jerk reaction, armadillo. However, okay. I feel like yellow armadillo, I don't want to be a Digimon, okay? So I feel like oh. I feel like <laughs> That's true, Armadillomon is just yellow. Yeah, he's just he's just the yellow Power Ranger of Armadillas of po- of Digimon, basically. <laughs> uh of Pokemon Digimon. Uh so maybe uh Raccoon? Okay. Possum. I wanna be a possum. Ooh, would you be an awesome possum? I would be, I would, I would, uh, I would have smaller possums on my back. <laughs> uh, they'd be robotic and they'd go and like nip the heels of, of mooks. Would they uh, hold them in place for you to shoot yeah, them? I would have a hiss that would, uh, freeze enemies in place. Okay. I'm into it. Yeah. And, uh, and the, oh no, maybe my gun hisses. <laughs> like, like that's like, like almost like, like it's cooling down or something is, like that. Is that like it's sound effect? Yeah, that's its sound effect. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, I also have the ability to uh, feign death. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a fun plot point later on. Oh, man. Like, you have to... 
you have to like sacrifice yourself and it looks like you're dead, but you're really yeah, fine. But I'm really fine because I use the power of possum. Okay. Okay. Yep. I'm into it. Now what capybara, what sort of benefits do the capybara have here? Um, what sort of benefits does a capybara have? Uh, strong front teeth, I believe yep. is a rodent, right? Um, they're, they're also very aquatic. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They'd be, uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're aquatic critters, aren't they? They like, they like yeah. the water. So you could swim quickly. Yep. So I so I'd be good in, in water combat. There you go. Um, and purple, that kind of fits with purple. Yeah. I'd be chill as hell. You, you would be chill as hell. They are chill. Uh, maybe that's my power is to just, I get to befriend things around me. There you go. Oh, you've got the, like the ring of heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's solid. Yeah. No, I like it. It's very charming. I, I just always picture the one with like the bird on its head. Oh, then you can have a little robot bird. Oh, that's good. See, he's just chilling on your head. And then like he could scout ahead. Or maybe you can use him to like tag targets for your chain attack. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. And then he sounds like uh, Bobo from uh, <laughs> from <laughs> Attack of the Titans. <laughs> um. My favorite I, I Tokusatsu. Don't, <laughs> I don't have the ability to synthesize vitamin C. Oh. Um, that's a thing I learned. Same. Just now on Wikipedia. Are you looking up special abilities of capybaras? <laughs> I'm just on the wiki for capybara, and it just said they can't um, synthesize, uh, synthesize vitamin, vitamin C. C, like the guinea pig. Oh. Well, now we know their weakness. Um, they're, they're quite agile on land, actually. Capable of running as fast as a horse. Ooh, well, there you go. Um, they can remain completely submerged for up to five minutes. Holy cow, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Without even trying. Pretty salad. <laughs> good animal. Good animal. It's a good animal. Approved. Let's put it on the list, Garrett. Where, where do you... <laughs> you guys do keep track of all the good animals on this podcast, right? Yeah, that's definitely something that happens on, on this Common Rider podcast. Yep. I, I think they have, like... I think they have, like, sweet claws, too. I think they do. I think they have, like, yeah, like a... Like a dew claw, like a, like a sharp... Or do they have hands? Do they have creepy hands? They might. They might have both. Like the front might be one and the back might be the other. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like the back might be like, like, cause they are rodents, right? Like, they're, yeah, 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 but they're, they're like cool. Rod- they're not like Nutria. Like Nutria are the lame version of, of Capybara, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Or the terrifying version of Capybara. <laughs> <laughs> then again, I see a capybara in the wild. I'm going to be freaked out. <laughs> it would be an uncommon sight. It would be because they are not indigenous to the central mid-Atlantic. That's true. Yes, this was a podcast that's on the internet. At it is. Journeythroughthedecacast.com. It is. Where there's links to all sorts of things in there and email links and Twitter links and all that stuff. But uh, John, where, where can we find you on the internet? All right, so I've got two podcasts myself. Uh, I co-host uh, each of them with uh, my buddy Paul, and uh, one of them is the Minute Podcast, where we watch a uh, listener submitted minute of content, and then we uh, discuss it, review it, and then evaluate uh, whether or not it's worth watching any more of it. 
Uh, and then the other podcast is Plug In Missing, which is a Flash animation flashback podcast where we watch old Flash cartoons from the early 2000s. And then we talk about them. And uh, they're both very odd and specific and difficult to actually explain. But they are both very good and worth your time. Oh, thank you. You are very welcome. But it's also true. Oh. Well, I love this podcast. I listen to it as soon as I download it. Thank so you. But we're getting there. We're almost done with Kuga. Yes, you are, which I can't wait. <laughs> I I am done with Kuga. And then, yeah, then we get to watch a whole two episodes of Decade. I know. I don't even remember what the first episode of Decade looks like. <laughs> I, I barely remember who Decade is, and I saw him <laughs> just recently in Zio. <laughs> yeah, he's hanging around in Zio. He, he's great in there. He's great wherever he goes, really. What's great about Zio is that I still have no idea anything about Decade. Like, after watching Decade for, like, <laughs> I've seen Decade more now, like, 500% more Decade than I did previous before watching Zio, and I still know nothing about Decade. <laughs> Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yep. Looking forward to it. And just getting to a different show. Yes. Not that Kuga isn't isn't Wait, great. What amazing. is the next show? I haven't even thought about this before. What it, it's <laughs> it's Kiva. Kiva. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to watch Kiva. That's supposed to be good. Isn't that the vampire one? Yeah, Kiva's a vampire one. Cool. Kiva has um has Grease in it before he was in build. Oh really, really, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm starting to realize something. What are you saying? I to can't realize? talk about. Don't worry about it. Oh, you can you can tell me off air. I don't mind. No, no, no. It's I'm not supposed to talk about Zio. So, okay. Let's not talk about it. Okay. Then then I guess we should end this podcast. All right. Fine then. All right. <laughs> I didn't mean in like a mean way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for having me on, Gary. Thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure. And, and until next time, we're, we're just a passing through podcast. Remember that. <laughs>